Welcome back to the 36th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Mark Graney, author of the thriller novels On Target and The Gray Man. Also, I just wanted to add, if you ever want to leave a voicemail and give me some feedback, I would welcome that. I recently received a great voicemail from Anna, a listener, who suggested some interview questions for future interviews, which I plan to do. You can give me a call at 413-84-BOOKS. That's 413-842-6657. Stay tuned for my interview with Mark Graney. Well, this is uh, Jeffrey Deaver, author of, uh, most recently, The Burning Wire, and uh, soon to be author of the next continuation James Bond novel. I spend a lot of time writing, a lot of time researching my books, um, but uh, when I'm not doing that, I I love uh, listening to the Reading and Writing Podcast, which you can hear at readingandwritingpodcast.com. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Mark Graney author of two popular suspense thrillers, The Gray Man and On Target. The novels feature court gentry, an assassin very skilled at his profession. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Sure, sure. On Target, your second novel, was recently released in paperback. If someone listening hasn't heard of Mark Graney before, can you give them a sense of what they can expect with On Target and Court Gentry? Sure. It's uh, you know it's they're action adventure thrillers and uh, they're centered around my hero Court Gentry who is the, known as the Gray Man and he's an American assassin in the private sector who is a former CIA uh, what they call a singleton operator. Um, he worked solo around the world and um, due to a falling out with the CIA he's now in private practice let's say, but he um, works for some sort of surly, nefarious guys, uh, but he he only takes hits against people that he, he deems uh, you know righteous hits. He he goes after who he considers to be bad guys. So he um, considers himself something of a paladin and a good guy, even though he's uh, working with some really, really uh, awful people around the world. Great. Well, Court Gentry, your your major character, as, as you... Um as you explained, and the gray man in On Target is a skilled assassin. In On Target, we get a little more sense of Court's backstory as he tries to get off or shake off the painkillers that a doctor prescribed him. Did you enjoy writing that backstory and giving readers more of a sense of who Court is? Yeah, uh, in, in, a, in a large measure, what happened is at the end of the first book, he's uh, you know he goes through a lot of damage in, in the gray man, the first novel, and. Um, in order to survive his wounds, he uh, has to do a little convalescence between the period of the two books. Um, the second book t- picks up about, let's say, three months after the end of uh, The Gray Man. And uh, he's his physical wounds, let's say, have mostly healed, but he's uh, still suffering from um, a bit of an addiction to the painkillers. And uh, the book starts with him trying to get back into... Um, you know, in, in, into his work, which he feels is very important, but he's uh, he's definitely suffering. He's definitely the worst for wear after the things that happened to him in the first novel. And I just felt like you should be, you know, if you're going to do this kind of character and have him suffer this type of damage, you should so, so, sort of be honest with the uh, physical and mental toll that that would take on somebody. So yeah, I enjoyed um, 
You know, I feel like the books are a bit over the top. There's tons of action, but at the same time, I wanted it to be a fair and real portrayal of what somebody who, uh, you know, goes through this sort of, you know, lives this sort of life um, you know, has to deal with. Right. The the thrillers that you write have international settings. How do you research your books? Have you traveled to a lot of the settings that you write about? Yeah, I've traveled to a lot of them. It's, it's not always necessary. Um, I went to most of the countries in Europe uh, that are in the gray man. I actually sort of followed around the, road, uh, the route the, the character takes. And, and on target, I went to Ireland, which is the, one of the settings. And on target is, is Ireland, uh, a large part of on target takes place in North Africa and the Sudan. And I didn't actually go there. I was sort of forced. <laughs> into, you know, it's not illegal for an American to go there, but it's pretty problematic. You sort of have to be invited in. Probably not um, advisable. Yeah. It's, it's Unfortunately. Not advisable. And, and I, yeah. It, there's, there's some danger to it. Uh, it's very expensive. And then you're sort of stuck in a, a package tour if you go. So it wouldn't necessarily help me for my research purposes. And then you end up with a, you know, something stamped in your passport to where uh, Homeland Security in the United States is going to be looking at you funny for a long time to come. <laughs> and sure. I thought, wow, you know, for the advance that I got to write this book, it, it, I'd probably spend the whole thing just getting into and out of the Sudan for a couple of days and then dealing sure. with the uh, with the aftermath of that. But I did a ton of research with books and with movies and with, um, uh, you know, videos, and I subscribed to some uh, uh online, open source, uh, security, uh, newsletters, and things like that. So I, I did a lot of reading on the area. Great. Well, you also provide the readers with a lot of details regarding the guns that Court uses. How much research do you have to do for the weaponry that you write about? Um, that's something I decided from the very beginning that, that I would try and portray as accurately as possible. And, and I'm glad that I have because it's appreciated by by a whole lot of readers, I, I hear from people more than anything else, um, police and law enforcement, and you know, other law enforcement and military, uh, private security contractors and stuff like that. That they always thank me for my books being the ones that actually you know portray weapons and small unit tactics in, in an accurate way, as opposed to the way a lot of people um, just sort of, I think, get a lot of their information from movies and things like that, which is pretty wrong. But I, I, I do a lot of training with uh, in live fire shooting, tactical shooting. There's a um, firearm school a couple hours from where I live where I've just become almost a fixture there, um, staying in the bunkhouse and, and training with the guys. And uh, it's it's a place where a lot of high-risk civilian security contractors like the, uh, say the uh, bodyguards that, that work over in Iraq and Afghanistan, for example, they do a lot of their training there. There's uh, military, there's SWAT teams training there. And I I train with these guys, and I'm I'm not as good, and I'm not as fast, and uh, I'm not putting myself in harm's way as often as they are. But I, I like to at least get an understanding for the not just the weapons, but also the guys themselves. And you know, some of the dialogue from my books is, is the funny stuff and the and the raw, rugged stuff. You know, comes directly from stuff I've heard people say or talked about. You know, while staying in the team room with with those guys. So I think it's an important aspect of this type of book to. Um, to, to portray the guns and tactics correctly, but also to, uh, you know, honestly just portray the, the type of guys who wear a gun on their hip or over their chest for a living, uh, and, and that's something I try and do. Great. What was the path to publication like for you? Have you always been interested in writing, and, and how much writing did you do before you wrote your first novel, The Gray Man? Mm, 
that's, uh, I, I call myself a really long time failure. I uh, spent about 20 years writing my first book. Um, <laughs> I got an idea for a first novel, and literally I spent 20 years on that exact same story, picking at it, you know, losing pages that I'd written and, um, you know, floppy disks that I had things saved on and then starting over. And it was always this one plot and this one story. And it took me about 20 years. And I finally finished the novel and immediately shelved it, started working on another something else and finished that in six months. And, and somewhere along the line, I realized that I really enjoyed the writing itself. And it wasn't so much just about the the project, you know, that one long book was just this albatross around my neck. And then once I realized, you know what, I like getting up early in the morning and going to a coffee shop and writing for a couple hours before work. And, and once I did that, the pages just started to come. And um, I think it was really my third finished novel, which got the attention of my agent. And my fifth finished novel is the one that, that we published and, and became The Great Man. So, you know, it definitely wasn't an easy road, but uh, sure. I, I, I made a lot of mistakes in that first novel and got those out of the way and just kept writing and, and uh, worked like that. Great. Well, thriller novels th never seem to go out of style. For example, Lee Child's Jack Reacher novels hit the bestseller list with, with every book that he writes, and mm -hmm. there are many yeah. other good writers working in the genre. Who are some of the thriller writers that you enjoy reading? I was on a real kick of uh, classic, you know, Graham Greene and Jean Le Carré and, you know, the older Frederick Forsyth and stuff like that when I wrote The Gray Man. And I think that style kind of translated over into that type of a book. You know, he's a guy skulking around in the shadows in Europe and and uh, it's not overly laden with technology. I mean, it's basically a guy with a knife and a gun <laughs> through most of it, even though it doesn't ignore the technology that exists now. I think that would be a pretty false way to write a, a contemporary thriller. But um, I'm a huge fan of, of an author named Ralph Peters, mm -hmm. um, who, who I, I never think has gotten the, the respect that he deserves. Gerald Seymour is a, a, a British writer who's just had great book after great book. Um, and uh, Ralph Hall, Peters, but, Ralph Peters, who? What are some of his books? What What is okay, he? Um, yeah, now he actually writes in a couple of different genres. He's written some historical fiction about the Civil War, which is great stuff. But his thrillers, um, uh, there's a book called The War in 2020. Um, there's a book called Perfect Soldier. Uh, um, Twilight of Heroes is a fantastic novel about the end, you know, the fall of. Uh, the uh, of communism and he wrote a book called uh, red army which came out in the 80s when he's you know, a really young guy and uh, it was used in a lot of military uh training because it was sort of the invasion of europe from the soviet perspective and uh, he was a military colonel at the time or he was in the military at the time he actually retired a colonel but um you know he's a fantastic thriller writer and he has a lot of emotion and a lot of detail and a lot of knowledge of you know international intrigue and stuff like that and and I've really learned a lot from, uh, I never really took writing, you know, classes to be a writer. It was all sort of just learning from reading books that I liked. And I like uh, Daniel Silver and Frederick Forsyth and Nelson DeMille. I mean, I could go on and on. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> more of a reader than I am a writer even still. I'm just, I'm just a big fan of a lot of these guys. Right. How's it been to meet some of those people? Oh, it's been great. It's been really, really neat. I've, uh, I met Lee Child. He actually wrote a blurb for The Gray Man and he, he enjoyed it. And, uh, and I got to meet him, and uh, I met David Morrell a couple of times, um, and I'm a huge fan of his. I met mm -hmm. uh, Joseph Fender, and uh, I think he's a great writer, and um, a bunch of others. So yeah, it's really it's been neat because I I'd gone to a couple of writing, uh, you know, 
writers' conferences before I was published, you know, just sort of trying to meet an agent type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then and now, now when I go to them, I actually, you know, find myself sitting in the lobby bar with, with real writers and stuff like that. And <laughs> it's, you know, totally pinch myself. And, and, and I learn a whole lot, you know, just having conversations with them. Right. With your with your writing process, are you someone who outlines the book extensively before writing, or do you write organically and see where the story takes you? Not extensively. I, I With my um, contract, I have a three-book deal, and um, the third book, Ballistic, will come out next year. So we're talking about, you know, extending the Gray Man series after that. But, you know, for my editor, I, I sort of put together a, a certain level of outline just so he knew what the book was going to be about. So he realized I wasn't, you know, trying to write a vampire novel or you know, one of those cozies <laughs> or something like that. I think he wanted to know he was getting the same thing, you know, that, that he bought in the first novel. So I do outline, um, which helps me, but it's basically just to give an overview of where I think the story's going, and then I write the book and see how close it comes to that. I don't really look at the outline throughout. I just have the idea in my head. And um, my editor's given me a tremendous amount of freedom, and he just asks me at the end of the process if that's just, even before he sees it, you know, basically that's a story that uh, you wrote. And um, and I write pretty organically. I don't write from page one to page 500. I just get ideas of where I think the story should go, and I'll work on parts just as the mood strikes me or as I as I get ideas, and then uh, put put it together at the end with what I call like the connective tissue, the uh, you, know, you have all these scenes, and then there's the how, how the guy gets there. Does he get there in a truck, or does he walk, or does he ride a donkey? And, you know, all those <laughs> sorts of things. Uh, that ends up being kind of at the end, um, as I have to sort of put in certain details. But um, yeah, that's that's the process. It's not it's not a super it's not an it's, it's more of a synopsis and less of an outline that I do at the beginning, and uh, and then I forget about it and write the book. Right. Right. If there are uh, aspiring writers listening to this interview, what advice do you have to someone who is trying to write and get a novel published? Um, you know, I think the conferences, that they're expensive and you have to travel to them and things like that. But I really think that they're very, very important. Um, Thriller Fest or the Maui Writers Conference. Um, I actually met my agent at a conference in San Diego. Um, so I think those things are valuable. Um, another sort of thing that I've – a mistake that I uh, see people make, I hear everybody say, believe in yourself, believe in yourself. And uh, it sounds terrible, but it's like some people believe in themselves a little too soon. <laughs> and I think that you need to just sort of put your stuff out there and have people tell you what's wrong with it and um, and, and say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to work at it, and this is going to be tough. And, you know, I, I – the, the number one thing I need to do is not just to think I'm great and then put something out there and just ensure, assure everybody that it's fantastic. It's like right. write something, be, be prepared to get a really, really uh, rough criticism of it. And, um, and, and then go from there and say, I'm, you know, I can improve the, the other thing, the main thing that anybody can do is just read a lot of books. And, uh, I, I read mostly in my genre because that was what I was interested in, you know, espionage and military thrillers and, and uh, you know, just action fiction and stuff like that. Uh, I've read books, obviously, in other genres, but I've mostly read in that, and um, and I think that that really helped me. I don't necessarily read to learn. I read for enjoyment, but you, you can't help but pick up things and, and kind of get a feel and a style and ideas and stuff like that as you read. So that's really, really important for writers. 
Great. What are you working on now? What's what's up next for you? Well, I'm finishing Ballistic, which is the third book in the Court Gentry uh, series, the Gray Man series, and um, that's due to my editor on November 15th, so I am working on it now physically. I've got it open right in front of me, and I'm just about done with that, and I'm really happy with how that how that's going. And after that, we I, I met with my editor a couple weeks ago, and we talked about where we would go with book four and very general sense book five, so hope to take it from there. Um, I have some other ideas for non-Gray Man books, so... I'm going there. The, the, the Gray Man, the first novel, was um, optioned for a film, and they've written a screenplay, and, and it's out to directors, and it's in development right now. So um, hopefully they're saying 2012 would be a release date, uh, if that all, if everything works the way it's supposed to. And so hopefully that would sort of propel the uh, the series a little bit, and I'm willing to, to write these books. I would never write the same book twice, but, uh, you know, as long as I had fresh stories uh for Court Gentry, and I have a few in my head. I, I, I'd like to keep doing these. Great. Um, where can people find uh, more information about you online if they're interested in, in learning more about you and the books that you're writing? Yeah, my website is markgrainybooks.com. It's Mark, M-A-R-K, Grainy, G-R-E-A-N-E-Y, books.com. And then it has you know links to my books and more information about me and the research that I do and the training that I do and stuff like that. And I'd love for people to go there and friend me on Facebook and, uh, and uh, take a look at what I have, see if it's something that interests them. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Mark Graney, the author of two popular suspense thrillers, The Gray Man and On Target. And On Target was just recently released in paperback and is available in bookstores everywhere. And I'm assuming, Mark, they're available as eBooks as well. Yep, they're ebooks and they're audiobooks, audible.com as well. Great. Thanks for joining us, Mark. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. This is Lee Child, and I'm listening to the Reading and Writing Podcast. Thanks for listening to my latest podcast. If you have a chance, please leave a review of the podcast in iTunes. It only takes a moment. Until next time. Read some good books and be well. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.